Welcome to Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to the Marine Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet on a rainy day. Um, so, yeah, it's really overcast. And I was reading your, or not reading, I was listening to your weather report, Eric. It's going to be like in the 30s tonight. Yeah, it's getting chilly. And they say Thursday, a mix of snow and <gasps> really? rain. Really? Yeah. Oh, how exciting. I well, love that. That it, sounds exciting. It's February. We should be <laughs> done with that already, well, you know, I would think. I saw a bunch of my neighbors planting, and one of my friends went to Flower World, and I really wanted to go, but I thought, I'm going to plant a bunch of stuff and it's going to freeze. No, <laughs> I am not doing that. So, yeah. Supposedly, according to our groundhogs, yes. it's, and I think personally we need our own Northwest groundhog, <laughs> yeah. you know, because the weather here is so different than the rest of the and country. And unpredictable. And unpredictable, yeah. But according to the groundhogs, they say that uh, that it's an early spring. Ah. But uh, here we are, you know, about to get, you know, freezing temperatures again. So I know. Who knows? Cracks me up. I yeah. mean, especially that we're going to have some snow mixed with rain. Of course, Thursday is going to be a fun night. I'm teaching Stepping into Consciousness at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. Excellent. Yes, 7 to 9 p.m. It's the first of a series of four. And my plan is to have the class like a mini mentoring group. In fact, the, the chairs are all going to be in a circle, so a slightly different format. And, of course, we'll, Alyssa will be there and... And we're really looking forward to the class. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then I have another class coming up at the end of March where we have the Reiki workshop the beginning of March. And then the end of March, we have spirit guides. It's, it seems to be one of one of the most popular questions on here on the show. People want to know about their spirit guides, how many they have, mm-hmm. what are they telling them. What are their names? What are their names? Exactly. So I'm going to teach a whole uh, day-long course on that on the 26th of March, a Saturday, so that people can spend the time to really get to know their guides. But on the show, I always talk about the weather because I'm hoping you'll look out in your part of the world because we are blessed to have people that listen all around the world. What a blessing. I want you to look outside your window, your door, and get in your body, get in the present moment. What's your weather like? It's raining here, but I bet it's not raining in California, or at least most places of California. And then we're still talking about challenge number four, which I think is a little bit of a challenge even to explain, I think is a little challenging. It's about recognizing the areas of your life where you feel not so confident in, you haven't maybe had a lot of success, or it's just been challenging. And uh, how your body shifts energy when you're in that unchallenging part. Mm-hmm. It's like we go into that pattern. Oh, this isn't going to work. This is not going to be good <laughs> you know? before it's even happened. And if we can catch ourselves and mirror our bodies, our energy towards things that we are very confident about, you know, to identify those areas and energetically step into that mode, even when we're in the face of the unchallenged or the not so fun one, um, I think it shifts the energy and allows for a better outcome. Yeah. So at any rate, um, that's what we're talking about today. And we also have callers on the phone because this is boot camp for the soul. That's right. Right. So we're talking about what you can do to get things moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Not just sitting back and letting it flow, which is also very healthy, by the way. But we're actually doing some work here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show on Tuesdays, Boot Camp for the Soul. So who do we have on the lines? All right, let's uh, take our first caller. We've got Katie and Renton on the line. 
Hi, Katie. How are you? Good. Good. What can I do for you today? I was hoping for a general reading. For a general reading. Have I ever seen you before? No. No? Your voice sounds very familiar, even though I haven't seen you before. Okay. All right. Have you always liked mysticism? Yeah, because you you have gorgeous um, third eye, large crown chakra. Your third eye in the back extends a little bit longer than I would like it to, so maybe like a foot longer than I would like it to. And that's just that part where you tend to be kind of hard on yourself. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. And then do you have a family member who's sick right now? Um, my dad was diagnosed a while ago. He, he is sick, I guess, yeah, but they said he was okay last August. Last August, okay. Yeah. Do you worry about him a lot? I have, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're leaking energy out of the front of your solar plexus. It's an unusual place for me to see a leak. I'm, I just haven't, you know, witnessed one before. And my um, feeling was overall that it had to do with a family member, not your own. So the third chakra is about the immune system. So that makes me think that your father's diagnosis was actually relatively serious and you're worried about it. So that's why you leak energy. I don't recommend leaking energy out of your body. Not a good idea. And um, since they have said that your dad's okay for now, can you just allow yourself to celebrate that? Yes. You can? Yes. What are you going to do to do that? Just checking in because uh, you have a very busy mind, and I'm just curious what you're going to do to help yourself celebrate his current health right now. Well, I guess it it makes me a little worried that there might be something wrong. Like mm-hmm. if you picked up on a sickness because they did say he was okay in August, and mm-hmm. but that's a while ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have anything wrong with him at all in August? Well, he has something called, uh, it's just a weird type of cancer. Yeah. So, well, that's yeah. what I picked up on, on cancer, right? Well, yep. well, but here's the, oops, <laughs> that's her phone. But here's the deal, Katie, I'm going to keep talking. The, the deal is even though your father had this weird type of cancer and it's okay right now, <laughs> so, you know, everybody leaves the planet eventually. And even though we wish your father a very long and wonderful life, if we all worried about when we were going to leave, I think we're all going to be pretty stressed out and worried a lot. Um, so at some point, your father's going to leave his body, most likely before you do. And But that's not today. And right now he's doing fine. So it's very important for you to stay present and in the moment and not be worried. But yeah, I, I picked up on something. But right now he's free of it. So that's what I want you to focus on. Okay, so how are you going to do that? I'm just checking mm. in one more time. <laughs> Watch what I'm thinking. Good, good. And just send beautiful light to your dad, not even about, oh, don't get cancer again. You know, not from that perspective, but just in celebration that he was over, he was able to overcome that initial diagnosis. That's beautiful. And that for at this moment, he's um, learning how to have more fun in his life, because I do think your dad is focusing on that. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. And one other thing, is there a way to see is um, my anything wrong in my right breast? Mm, in your breast? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, when I scanned your body, the place I was at was the solar plexus, and I believe it was more about your father. And then I was at your crown and your third eye. You brought up the breast, and I drew actually two little cute circles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not concerned about your right breast. But have you been to your physician? Yes. Okay. And how's everything going? They um, did a a biopsy and Uh found atypical cells and wanted me to do an excisional biopsy, but I didn't go ahead because I just didn't feel right about it. 
So atypical means it's pre-something. You know, the cells are not cancerous, but they aren't looking like normal breast cells. They're slightly off, right? Right. And so they did the needle biopsy, and that's what they got. Here's what I would recommend, and you can talk to your doctor about this. How about having them actually doing that biopsy but taking clean margins? So nothing has turned into cancer yet, right, which is great. And it doesn't mean that it will, by the way. There's research and studies indicating that some, um, by physicians actually, I mean, regular doctors have done research on breast tissue, um, that the cells can change Often And so sometimes they feel like they might be a little bit too aggressive, more so than they need to. So there's a lot of research going on that right now in cancer and medicine and healing. But I think it would be great to have all of those clusters of cells cleaned out. What do you think? Yeah, I have mixed feelings on it. So tell, me, yeah. tell me about the mixed feelings. because um, yeah, Just let's... have a sense like there's nothing wrong and that they don't need to do it, but uh-huh. that's just my sense. So why don't you do this? Why don't you? How long do you think it will be before if they be, went back in and did a needle biopsy before they would get clean cells? How long do you think your body needs to rejuvenate the cells in that area? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> so, so why don't you talk to your physician? Because I think it's good to include. You have a nice doctor, by the way. I, I like mm-hmm. your doctor. Um, I think it's good to include your physician in your plan if you feel comfortable with your physician. Why don't you think about having perhaps a needle, another needle biopsy, although they don't like to needle those areas too often, um, in about two months and see if the cells shifted in that area. Sounds good. And, and then, again, if, you, if they haven't, it's really okay to, it's just tissue. That's all it is. It's just tissue. And, and you know what I mean? Like if they have to go in there and just take a little piece out to assure that you're going to have more healthy breast tissue cells, it's just tissue. Thank you. But go ahead and talk to your doctor about the plan and see what he says um, about what could be, if that's a good idea for him too. Because I know your physician's a little worried about you. Great. Okay. Thank you. Great Thank question. You you're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Now we've got... Pam in Spokane. Hi, Pam. How are you? Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I wanted to give you a little update, too. A couple of weeks ago, I um, spoke with you when you had Diane Goldner on, mm-hmm. and you guys were prompting me to deal with the hernia situation that I had. Right, yeah. And this morning, I saw a surgeon, and I really liked him, and his birthday's the same day as me. It just was like, ah. This is too much. Congratulations, so I'm Pam. I'm in action, but I really struggle with the, bringing this, the confidence or the strength into all these areas where I'm afraid, like medical and surgery is scary for me, and yeah. money, like I don't have a Medicare supplement and money and all that kind of thing, so I'm wondering how to kind of bring boot camp to my whole worry, <laughs> fear, money, insurance, and... I think that's a great, uh, a really great question. I just want to congratulate you again for seeing the surgeon because we don't want your hernia to get worse and we want the pain to go away. And it's really a simple repair. I mean, I, I know those people who don't work in medicine, you're like, what? It's just tissue. Well, like I said to the first caller, now I'm like, oh, it's just a simple repair. But in medicine, those those types of fixes are pretty quick. And, you know, I like to remind myself and others that God made doctors too and ORs and you know, surgical instruments and anesthesia, that everything is a tool for healing. Everything is. Um, So fear, um, and I love that you 
you know, you put that into one kind of category. Fear is, uh, it, it is one category. You're noticing that you have a lot of fear about a lot of things, not just having yeah. some Gore-Tex put in your abdomen so that your intestines stay where they're supposed to be, <laughs> but also about money and resources and safety. And, and yeah. so one of the things you can start telling yourself on a regular basis is that you're safe, that you're completely and totally and wonderfully safe. And, and you literally are going to have to tell yourself that. And at home, when you're alone, you have time to yourself out loud would be great. But you need to recondition your brain so that it sends different chemicals below the neck to remind yourself that you're safe. And, yeah. then, and then I think even your financial fears will disappear because if you're safe, you're safe. Wow. Yeah. So would that be good mirror work too? Sure. Yeah. Any way you want to do it that feels, and I I see you doing it a lot initially because you're noticing how insecure you do feel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Mirror work would be great. You're safe. You're completely safe. Just looking at yourself in your eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. um, I wanted to ask you this other thing too. With all this medical going on, all of a sudden there's a red splotch on my chest Mm -hmm. toward my left breast. Hmm. Kind of over my heart, and I'm wondering if that shows up at all, like if you have any sense of what if, what's on my chest. <laughs> well, ah. you know, generally you're not going to get, you know, if it's cardiac, you generally don't get skin changes, at least that I know of anyway. It feels like anxiety. It feels like yeah, you're in some stress. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, and some anxiety. Yeah, but you're going to go back in and see your doctor, and uh, if it's still there, you can certainly ask him or her. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. And any angel input? Or, you know, there what it feels like is they're just very happy that you're making positive steps forward for you. You know, that you're Yay. thinking about your health and your well-being and how to make yeah. yourself feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay? Thank you so you're much. You're welcome. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Boot Camp for the Soul. Get to know your spirit guides at Marie's March 26th Saturday Workshop. Marie, along with her guides and yours, will help you to feel more confident in your connection. Your guides are with you at all times and are ready to steer you in the right direction. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides. You'll learn techniques to better understand their existence in your life and to communicate with them. Come join Marie at the Redmond Town Center Marriott on Saturday, March 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 425-825-5671 to register. That's 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. 
For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's Boot Camp for the Soul Tuesday. And Eric, you have a question that someone wrote in. I, I do have a question on behalf of Barbara ah. that uh, sent this in to you. And if people want to email you, they can just go to the website. Is that right? Energyintuitive.com. That's and right. You've got a link there to email. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Well, this one, again, comes from Barbara, uh, who says, Dear Marie, I've been listening to you from across the country for several years now. I love your radio show and your positive outlook on everything. I'm not normally able to catch your shows when they air, but I'm grateful that you provide them for podcasting. My questions have to do with surgeries. Well, this ties into a couple of calls that we've already had on the show today. Um, Anyway, the energy body and the chakras. I've had several surgeries during my lifetime, the first of which was the removal of a cyst over my right eyebrow when I was three years old. The last was a total right hip replacement several weeks ago. She says, I'm now 53 years old. I've always wondered a few things about that first surgery. Given that it was so close to my third eye, sixth chakra, were there any after effects of the surgery on that chakra? Did the removal of the cyst distort my energy body or align it better? Are there lasting effects of that surgery 50 years ago that can still be felt today? The right side of my body has always had more issues than the left side. Some minor, like my right eye, does not seem as well as my left eye, and some major issues like arthritis, which is in my right knee and was the reason I recently had my right hip replaced. When one has surgery, is the energy body affected as well, and how does one go about healing it if that is necessary? No doctor that I'm aware of would even understand these questions, much less be able to provide information. So thank you so much for your time and help. Great. Thank you, Eric, for reading that question. Yes, actually, surgery does affect the energy body because when surgeons cut into the body, they actually cut through layers of the field. But medication does the very same thing. Certain drugs really affect the energetic system. Um, And the body does repair itself, but you can also have an energy session after surgery. I always recommend that. I have a lot of... Um, clients who receive cancer because of my history of being an oncology nurse. And so they come to see me post chemotherapy and I help put their energy system back into balance. And I think it really helps them to move forward in their life in a whole way. I think thinking about having surgery when you're three um, and worrying about it a little bit probably isn't a good idea. It sounds like it was a simple procedure and what they decided to do at that time, which was a great time to do that, to get have the cyst removed before it became something more challenging or difficult or got larger. Um, the right hand side of the body is significant. It's the masculine side of the body, and it is about power. So when people have problems on the right-hand side of the body, it means that they have a challenging time really being in their power, and they tend to perhaps do things that unempower them or make them feel unempowered. Knees are about searching, so having sore knees means looking for something, not feeling fulfilled about some area of your life. Um, So I wouldn't worry about the surgery when you were 50, and I would if I was going to have surgery, I would definitely have energy work afterwards just to put all the energy fields back into balance. Thank you. That was a great question. So who do we have on the phone? All right. Our next caller is Eric calling from Bellevue. Hi, Eric. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm doing well, thanks. Good. What can I do for you today? Well, I was wondering if I could have a general reading. General reading. Sure. 
So are you, I happen to know who you are because I recognize your voice. (laughs) So are you feeling better these days? No, actually, that's why I call it the past couple months. I've been feeling really kind of out of sorts. Mm -hmm. And so how would you describe that? I mean, the... Um, More dizzy than usual. Mm -hmm. How's your sleep? Has that improved or is it the same? No, it's it's not good. It's not good. And how are your blood sugars? (laughs) Well, it kind of uh, parallels my sleep. Okay. So the blood sugars aren't good. You're not getting very much sleep and you don't feel well. No. Which would make sense if you're not getting enough sleep and your blood sugars aren't great. You probably wouldn't be feeling well. So, Eric, how are you doing in your positive language to yourself? Um, how am I doing? I am doing, um, like always, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I so, feel like I'm pretty cognizant of negative self-talk. Do you do any mirror work? That's. No. Right. And so when you have as many health issues as you have had, because I know you personally, then then that's a really good question. Why wouldn't you do mirror work? Um, yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Reflect on that. And has anything in your health situation changed? Because I feel this improvement somewhere, but clearly that's not what you're reporting. So I'm just curious, has something shifted that wasn't doing very well? Are you taking less medication or? I'm sli- um, I think I'm, ta- I'm taking less medication. I had to mm-hmm. do some tests and I had to go, go off one medication mm. I could to be... do the test. Uh-huh. And, um, but that was, that was hard getting off that. I bet. Are you still off of it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I have a friend who's a social worker and uh-huh. she deals a lot with medication. She said, don't, you know. That one's not a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that feels good to me that you're not taking that drug. And and you've been on a fair amount of drugs anyway, at least in my opinion. So, yeah, I've been experimenting, yeah, right. with so different it's, medications. It's good to get one of them out of your body. And of course, if your friend says that, you know, she doesn't think it's the best drug on the planet, then that's, yay, that's all the more better for improvement. I think you need to do some mirror work. Okay. And I'm... I'm proud that you keep trying to figure out what's wrong with you, but I think a big part of it, because your disease processes immune system, which, of course, that's the cornerstone of every disease, but I think really falling in love with Eric is what's going to make things change, because you've been seeing doctors for years. Yeah. And everybody else, basically. And and I appreciate that. I want you to, of course, seek out you know answers to your health concerns, but I think you're going to need to fall in love with Eric and right. start with the mirror. Okay. Okay. And then call me back and let me know if anything changes. Okay. Give it like, you know, 30 days of doing mirror work because it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning, like to look in the mirror and say, I'm learning to love Eric. Right. Getting past the initial yeah. resistance. And then we'll see how you do. Okay. Um, I just, yeah. quickly, I've been meditating a lot more mm-hmm. than usual lately. Mm-hmm. And I have a sense of kind of a presence. A presence with you? A, a, a nice one. A yeah. So I'm just wondering if it's someone who's crossed over or if it's maybe a guide or higher yeah. self. Or... It feels like an angel, actually. It feels like there's an angel near you, you know, listening to your prayers and and w- wanting to help you, offering as much energy as this angel can. That's what it feels like to me. Okay, so no specific message, just more of a... Well, they, they, yeah, and it feels like the the presence, if you will, loves it when you do meditate because you take time out. It's a positive experience for you. You're not sleeping, you know, so it's it's a very good thing for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Good luck and keep me posted about 30 days. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Now let's talk to Don in Seattle. Hi, Don. How are you? Hi. I'm very grateful to 
have this opportunity. Oh, that's so sweet. What can I do for you today? Well, um, I uh, think that I am another one who's looking for some general um, guidance. Okay. Um, I'm approaching my 63rd birthday. Wow. Uh, you don't sound <laughs> like it at all. And even your energy doesn't read that way at all. Wow. Oh, that's very good to know um, because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of energy issues, um, uh-huh. but I sort of have my whole life and I never quite know if it's physical, mental, mm-hmm. emotional, spiritual. Um, the last few years have been particularly hard, a lot of changes, a, a kind of a lot of traumas in my family and mm-hmm. uh, my life, and I'm feeling pretty lost mm-hmm. and alone right now, and um, just trying to get a handle on what it is, where, where I'm leaking and how and what it is I need to do, and sure, who, sure. who's out there helping me, or am I alone? <laughs> well, no one is ever alone, I can guarantee you that. There are hundreds of beings around each of us all the time, just like we have people in bodies who are dedicated to the human species, like nurses and doctors and therapists and all of that. We have billions of beings outside of a body that are dedicated to the evolution of the human species. So no one is ever alone and everyone has beings that support them and pray for them and wish them the very best. But yeah, you have a couple things going on. I mean, you're, you're sensitive, you are spiritual, you are obviously aware of your energetic system. You do have some weird stuff kind of, um, flying off the base or the tip, I should say, of your crown chakra. So about an inch into your skull at the top of your head, you've got sparks coming off of your head where that vortex Mm -hmm. interfaces with your body. And then you're highly empathic. You're really empathic. You have a huge heart chakra, which I think is a gift to be an empath. But empaths sometimes have a challenging time in life until they learn to separate their emotions from others. Because you you feel everyone. And a lesson I've been trying to learn is thank you for... Affirming that, that's mm-hmm. a reality check for me. Yeah, you you feel everyone and I don't recommend it. So, yeah. so what's, imp- I mean, I, th- I think it's a great skill set and I think it's a gift, but when it, you know, like if I walked into a coffee shop, which I love to do, I love coffee shops, and if I felt everybody in the coffee shop, I would be exhausted and I probably would forget to order my soy chai latte. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's a distraction and so it becomes a defense mechanism that it's a way that you learned as a child. You started about age three because empaths, people who have strong empathic energy like yours are born that way. And you used it to protect yourself, to know what everybody in your family was feeling so you would know how to respond and be appropriate and be liked. My, well, it's so real. My mother had a nervous breakdown uh, ah. when I was three, and mm-hmm. I was sent away to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and there was um, uh, abuse in my Right. In my family. right. So, you know, it's understandable why you chose that as a defense mechanism. Most defense mechanisms are brought on for rational reasons and they serve a purpose. But after a while, they no longer serve a purpose and they just continue to hold us back from growth and expansion. So um, what I'd love for you to do is to spend more time in your body just for dawn. And that means that you get out of your chest because you have a beautiful, gorgeous heart chakra. You know how to feel people and get Mm -hmm. into your abdomen below your belly button. I want you to sit in that. That's like your new home because that's where your emotions are for you. Mm -hmm. So you want to be in that part of your body and ask yourself frequently, what am I feeling? 
Mm-hmm. It's like the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? You know, you're <laughs> going to be, what am I feeling now? What am I feeling right now? Because the loneliness that you're feeling is some people in your life moved on, you know, or they moved out in their life or something mm-hmm. occurred and you love feeling connected to people. So that makes you, even though it's hard on you energetically and emotionally, then you feel completely alone if you're not feeling people next to you. So, um, I want you to get comfortable with yourself, get in your body, feel you, and then let people come into your life who can be as helpful to you and your life as you can be in theirs. Let yourself attract some peers into your life. That would be very important. So that, that'll be the biggest crest, you know, thing for you to work on to, um, resolve some of long-term patterns that you have. And so that you can attract, um, people in your life who are, more um, like you and that you can not feel alone, but yet feel fully engaged, but not like you have to take care of everybody because that's exhausting. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I don't know how to go about attracting those peers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all going to happen. If you, if you sit in your body and you feel what you're feeling, you're going to know if you want to be with someone who you're sitting next to, or if you want to be, be friends with someone who's across the room because you're going to be in your own emotions versus okay. what you tend to do is you are in the emotions of everyone else and then you work to please them. So you Absolutely. work backwards <laughs> and then uh-huh. you, then your needs rarely, if ever, get met. Okay. Okay. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that's and what I... Re- go ahead. Well, it helps to know that develop this as a defense mechanism. That's a whole new way to think of it. That's how what all of us do. Anything that is um, preventing us to grow, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of us are, I mean, everyone's defended to some degree and some people are highly defended like your mother. You know, she had to be highly defended because it was just mm-hmm. too scary for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, anything in terms of medical issues that uh, well, the yeah. only thing that I'm sensing is back into that seventh chakra where you're throwing off these sparks <laughs> that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it could you could have some per- peripheral nervous system symptoms like tingling or numbness or I do. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, so I would recommend that you do some light tapping on the top of your head with both fingers, just gently tapping. And what this particular chakra is about is allowing the universe to unconditionally love you. And so you could work on that, receiving light in through the top of your head and allowing the universe to love you just because. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You You're welcome. Have a wonderful day, Dawn. You too. All righty. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye-bye. And we're going to take another break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with Boot Camp for the Soul. Become a Reiki Master the weekend of March 4th through 6th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams by becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You'll receive attunements that'll allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited, so call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com for more details. 
The Gary Mance Show. It's the home of mastery and mystery. Tanya and Tom Ryder join us on Manson Mitchell in the morning to talk about Tanya's eight days trapped in her SUV after it went over an embankment outside Seattle in 2007. Her story gives us a unique glimpse into the survival mechanisms of the human mind. Deborah Cohn then tells us about being a life guide and psychogenic counselor on The Gary Mance Show. A psycho what? Tune in and find out. Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10 a.m., The Gary Mance Show at 11 o'clock Pacific. The Healing from Within, supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Coming in the new year, Hormone Health, the final DVD in the series. Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's Tuesday Boot Camp for the Soul. We're working on how you can change your life so that your soul can soar. And who do we have on the line, Eric? Well, I do want to say we have a line open. Oh. So if anybody wants to call in, now would be a great time to do that. We'll probably be able to get to you before the end of the show. And right now we're going to talk to John, who called in from Renton. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Marie? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, I just had a question about a general life path. Life path, yeah. What I should be doing. I just don't feel I've ever quite hit that, what I was supposed to be doing. Right, right. And how's the rest of your life? Are you also choosing more about what you want to do in other parts, like relationship, friends, activities? I've started to be more assertive in my relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to... Sorry, I just ran upstairs. That's Um, okay. I'm starting to question if... We should be together because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like we've been happy for 10 years. And yeah, and that's a long time to not be happy, don't you think? And we mm-hmm. fight a lot and we're trying to work it out, but it's I feel selfish and guilty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for wanting to do more for me. Right. And so that means you are on the right track. <laughs> You know, so when when we tend to overcompromise and we're overly compassionate towards others, when we finally start to put ourselves into the equation, like, oh, wait a minute, what about me? I got to care about me too. You, it is normal to feel selfish, but it's you're not really being selfish. You're being fair because it's also not fair to your partner that both of you are arguing. And regardless of how the relationship may continue, you have to start the conversation somewhere. Right. Right. So I think you're doing all the right things. Personally, what I do get is that you are on your life path now by being assertive, by setting boundaries, by saying no. And I think that's going to ultimately lead you to what you want to do in this world professionally, uh, you know, something that truly feeds you. But you're still figuring out what you want because you're not quite sure yet. So sometimes it's hard to identify what's next in your life path. And that's why, in my mind, you're on your life path by doing everything that you're doing right now. What I will tell you is, the 
purpose, if you will, or destiny, you know, those hard words that we're all trying to embrace in our lives. It's going to be something that makes you very, very happy. So it may not seem practical initially, but it's going to be something that brings you joy. So that if you want to have more of an awareness of that, I would focus on the things that bring you joy. Because that's truly where everyone's purpose lies, is in what brings them joy. And I think I've lost focus on that. I don't... Exactly. I don't know what brings me joy. Well, and that's that's why you're house cleaning right now. You're cleaning house. You're looking at everything, starting at your marriage and other things, your relationship, and you're deciding, wait a minute, if I'm not happy, how can I be happy here? And if I can't be happy here, how can I not be here? That's that's what you're doing. That's very healthy. You are actually on your life path by doing those things. Okay. Okay. So, and then just keep you know keep, keep doing like a little inventory check in like once a week. What, what brings me joy? Just keep asking the question and keep looking for it, and you'll start to identify music, food, color, sound. It, it'll all start coming to you, and then you'll be able to direct your energy towards something that is more purposeful for you that you really enjoy to do. Your show makes me happy. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. I so appreciate that. And I wish you the best of luck, too, in all that you're discovering about yourself right now. Thank you. And uh, one thing, could you do you see anybody around me? I, I see a gentleman behind you. He's standing about five feet behind you. He's wearing um, a red and white plaid flannel shirt, a hat of some sort. It kind of looks like a baseball cap, but it's not really a baseball cap. And he's wearing um, kind of taupe, which means kind of beigey mm-hmm. um, pants uh, that are casual. His eyes are kind of a darker blue. Um, and he has his, he's got some, he's got a full head of hair, but he's got gray mixed into it, but his original hair color is dark. He's got kind of bushy eyebrows. Um, I don't know, is this your father? Has your father passed or a grandfather or an uncle? Um, my father's still alive. My mother's passed. Um, mother I don't alive? remember my grandfather's, but I don't remember from mm-hmm. what I remember, neither one of them were flannel, but. Is, does this man look like your dad at all that I'm describing? Um, I don't know. No? Okay. All right. And were you close to any uncles or friends or anything of that nature? That uh, Does anybody you know look like this guy? No. Okay. Well, he, he's going to be a family member. He is going to be somehow connected to you or someone who lived next door like a neighbor. He worked outdoors. I know that for sure. He loved the outdoors and he worked outside. Okay. So just kind of think about it. And then if you um, remember who it is, just email me and then I'll uh, answer um, I'll be able to deliver some message from him. Okay. Well, okay. thank you very much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We've got our next caller on the line now. We're talking to Jennifer calling all the way from the Raisin Capital of the world. Raisin Capital? That's Fresno. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Marie. How are you? How does Eric know that, that Fresno <laughs> is the Raisin Capital of the world? Because I used to live in Fresno. Oh. Oh, funny. You still yeah, I think I had raisins on my salad for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. What can I do for you today? Oh, well, you know what, Marie? I, I feel like, like I'm at the beginning of a transition in my life, and it's really hard to explain, so I thought maybe I would just ask you to kind of just take a look at my energy and see what your insights are. Well, I can see why you feel it's a transition because there's a lot of energy first along your spine and then about two to three feet behind you. And the energy behind you is pushing on you. So you may feel like you're being pushed. Yes. 
Yes. And then the energy in the spine is an indicator of how strong your will is. Because what I heard when you said, you know, I, I think I might be in a transformation, is that you're kind of always in transformation, but which is true for everyone, really, when you think about it. <laughs> but you don't allow it to happen. You hold it back. You have a very strong will. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And so if something's happened where you can't, you're not letting yourself hold yourself back. Something happened where you, you can't get a hit on it, perhaps you don't completely understand it, or you've got so much else going on in some other part of your life that you're not letting it stop you. So yeah, the transition is finally happening okay, <laughs> on a big okay. scale, on a, on a very okay. big scale. And so um, do you have a... Because I don't have a sense right now of what it's about. Do you have a sense about what it's about? It's it's many things. I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel like it might be time for me to relocate. It mm-hmm. might be time for me to change or end the relationship. It might. I think it's time for me to possibly get out of the job I'm in now and go into another job. There's so many different things happening all at one time. That's why I feel like I'm maybe out of transition. Yeah, I would. Absolutely. You are. And it's you don't have control of it. For some reason, something has distracted you enough that you're not trying to control it. And and that is really what you're learning to let go of is control. You're learning to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a lesson I'm trying to learn. <laughs> and so that is why probably so many things are affected, because if it's your MO to control, then everything in your life has had some basis of control. And now you're surrendering for some reason. It's wonderful. It's amazing. Who knows? It could even be astrological, something in your charts, you know, yeah. come into play that's making you let go of control. And so I, I would just welcome every change that occurs, every new thought, every new decision. Just welcome it and try not to judge it or put it in a particular compartment. Just really roll with it. Pretend like you're, you were born in the 60s and you're a hippie and you don't care about anything. Okay. Okay. Do you think you could do that? Well, I was born in the 60s. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. So you're basically saying to just, just I'm doing really well with not trying to control and just to keep surrendering and just kind of go with the flow of things. You got it. You absolutely okay. got it. That's, yeah. Okay. And it's kind of fun. It's, it's, isn't it kind of surprisingly fun for you? It's fun. It is scary because I do want to control everything, but, but I, I like hearing that because I, I think I needed to hear that. Well, and because the truth is we have no control over anything. We think we do, but we have absolutely no control over anything. Right, right. Yeah. So, I, I do know that, but... So be a flower child, you know, go okay. dance under the moon naked. Go go have some fun. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. You. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Okay, thanks for calling. Have a wonderful Thank day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye, Marie. Bye-bye. And at least it's warm enough in Fresno to actually go dance under the moon naked. So. That's right. <laughs> Good advice. Let's Good advice. talk to uh, Carrie or possibly Kari calling from Seattle. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you? I just had a question. Um, my husband's kind of pushing me to go back to work, and I don't know if I'm ready or I have two little kids at home, and I don't know if it's the right time for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. know have any insight into that and I'm trying to decide whether I want to go do something on my own more or whether I go back to the hospital or what the best right. more, almost more for my kids too, like what the best scenario is well here, here's my overall thought about this scenario first of all you don't want to go back to work and you and your husband are not getting along very well yeah no. <laughs> you know so it, it's not just the fact that he's 
pushing you for financial reasons is what I'm getting to go back into the workforce. It's a whole bunch of other little things that are under the cover of, I want you to go back to work. Well, I'm not sure if I want to, you know, kind of a thing. So there's, there's been the, the relation, and of course you two have small children. And so you're very invested into your family, but I think things have been happening for a while that are never resolved. You guys don't see eye to eye. You know, a dear friend of mine who's an astrologer once said to me, you know you're with the right person because when you lay down in bed and you look up at the ceiling, you both mm-hmm. see the same shade of beige. Mm-hmm. And when you and your husband look up at the ceiling, he sees brown and you see white, you know? So it's, and, and I'm not saying, oh, you've got to, you know, ditch this relationship. But what I do think you need to do is you need to, you guys need to take several steps back and rework where the problem began and start unraveling, apologizing, talking, compromising, loving each other so that both of you can be on the same page of, about what's next for the family. Because it's, yeah. in a way, it's like both of you are bickering and trying to force your point of view. When I think what's what most of this is about is stuff that's unresolved over the last couple of years, at least in the marriage. Um, Because otherwise, if we add another five years, let's say you finally go back to work part time working, trying to figure out what you want to do. And five years, which goes by really fast when you have kids, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) um, You two may not be able to come to, you know, reasonable negotiations. You may have a very difficult marriage on your hands. So it's more than what is obvious right now. And you don't want to leave your kids. That's the truth of it. You don't want to leave your kids. Yeah. You want to stay home with them. And I think that the two of you could work out a compromise, but neither one of you is feeling the other. So you can't have open, honest conversations. So that's where I would start. Yeah. I don't even know how to start there. (laughs) Well, what you Uh, could do is you can just sit down and, and say, hey, I think this is more than me going back to work or not. Or you guys can go to a therapist or a counselor who can start the conversation for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he is scared, by the way. He's just, he's um, he's feeling uncomfortable and he's scared and he doesn't know what to do and he's frustrated and all of those things. But again, you know, the feelings between the both of you have been going on for a little while. Yeah. You can always get a job, but you can't always stay home with your kids. So. No. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. But yeah, yeah. I don't. So maybe. Seem like he feels that way. But. So here's what I would suggest to get it started. When he comes home, just ask him how he's feeling. How are you feeling today? Did you have a good day? Just start with the basics and the simple and let him feel you caring about him. And, mm-hmm. and then see what goes on from there. Gotcha. Okay. Little by little. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I've also had some neck pain, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you... Oh, I didn't see it until you brought it up, by the way. You have so much stagnant energy pushing on the on your cervical vertebrae. So, yeah. what, oh my gosh. So in the, cervic, in the cervical vertebrae or the fifth chakra, which governs the vertebrae and the thyroid gland, this is the highest personal power chakra in the physical body. When people are not speaking their truth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, um, <laughs> then energy doesn't flow through the front of the chakra. It can get trapped, like in the thyroid or in your case, it will leak out the cervical vertebrae, but you're doing it even worse than that. You're building it up in your cervical vertebrae. So that means there's probably very little release from pain and discomfort. It's probably constant in in my opinion. Oh my gosh. So what I would recommend, because you and your husband are just learning to be able to talk to one another, and this is probably related to that. Mm -hmm. um, I would get a journal and start writing down your thoughts and your feelings. 
because it'll okay. s- start to remove that backup. I'm working on it right now, by the way. I would just it would start to break up the backup at the back of the neck and allow that energy to move out of your um, area of your body and start to relief cause relief and comfort to the vertebrae there. Okay. Yeah, I used to journal a lot before I had my children, and then sometimes I don't find the time now. <laughs> I know. Kids are busy. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe yeah. even at night when you're falling off to sleep, just, gra- you know, I know you probably just conk off to sleep when you have little yeah. ones. But, yeah, try to find some quiet time for you. That would be perfect. Okay. All right? All right. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great day, and good luck you with too. everything. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Again, a line open if uh, anybody wants to call in. We could probably get to them. Let's talk to David in Seattle right now. Hi, David. How are you? Pretty good, Marie. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Great. Um, Your show's um, helpful, and um, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. What can I do for you? Well, um, I've been having a lot of transition. It's been a huge transition time. And um, when I called last time, I'm sorry, I was just coming out of a meditation. And I was I didn't know how stuck I was. And, I mean, slow. I listened to it after, and it was like, oh, sorry. Oh, pl- you don't uh, have so, to. No need to apologize for anything. It's unnecessary. But, uh, oh, thanks. I, um, I um, was wondering about uh, something. Um, I see, I don't know, colors and shapes and... It's a, a lot of very fluid, mm-hmm. and I was wondering that came to mind when you were saying, you know, um, with the shift I've had, mm-hmm. um, seeing. I, I'm just wondering about that, and wondering about. I'm getting away from waiting too much, mm-hmm. um, a little bit. Uh, I'm waiting for you know what I was going for, and I have a chance to get started with. Uh, with the job, and I think I'm just going to go for it, even though it might delay go- getting what I'm going for. Yeah, no, I think you should. I think okay. you should just go for it. Try not to worry about it too much. Try not to overthink or analyze. You're ready. You've been waiting a long time, so I would just go for it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. All right. Great show. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, David. Thanks, Marie. You too. Bye-bye. All right, in uh, just a minute here, we'll take oh, that's another right. phone call. I know, because I, I see everything blinking, but then we have to kind of like write it in. Now, yeah. we, now we have time here to <laughs> okay. talk to Lori in Los Angeles. Hi, Lori, how are you? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on, <laughs> I can't believe I got through to you. <laughs> you got three, had an open line. I'm so excited. And Eric didn't even give out the phone numbers, because I guess everybody has them memorized, right? Well, I had it on Facebook. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you for being a Facebook friend. Yes, I, so I absolutely am. appreciate I love Facebook. I oh, love so it. Do I. Oh, it's the best. What can I do for you? Um, well, I was just telling the, the lady that answered the phone. I have kind of a two-part thing. Um, I uh, uh, My one thing is I'm a little bit concerned about my husband. Because mm-hmm. he's just not he's feeling so that great about He's so cute. Oh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he's really cute. And I, I mean, not just physically, he is cute. He's handsome, good-looking yeah. guy. But he's uh-huh. just cute. He's sweet. He's nice. Yes, he is. And I'm very picky. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good job. All right, so you're a little worried about him. And what's the other part of the yeah. question? Well, the other part is, and um, I've actually been sort of talking with you on Facebook a little bit. Um, oh, good. I'm, I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to trust myself and get my intuit and, like, trust my intuition mm-hmm. about different things. I 
would love to do what you do. Oh, I would love, I would love for you to heart. do it. I would oh my love gosh. for you to do it. I'm, I'm so enamored by you and just oh. your spirit and your energy. You're just so wonderful. So, Well, you know, I can thank you very much. It's very kind. You know, I can tell you that in, since you're a Facebook friend, you know about mirror work, right? No. Oh, okay. So on the left-hand side of my profile page, there's that for everyone, there's a little section for notes. Okay. If you click onto notes, go down to challenge number one, and it's it's called mirror work. And it's where you look in the mirror and you make comments to yourself while you look directly oh, into your eyes. Do right. You know, okay. I didn't realize that that's what you Yeah, called. it's called mirror yeah. work. All right. So you're going to look in the mirror and say, I'm an incredible intuitive. I'm an amazing clairvoyant or whatever words that you are wanting to have that you feel so enamored about. Because there's a reason why you have an attraction to it. I believe our soul's talking to us all the time saying, go for that. Try that over there. You know, I never thought I would ever be a psychic, but I've always been interested in mysticism and spirituality and psychics and and so what you feel an attraction to is your soul talking to you so go ahead and do some mirror work because the only person who needs to be convinced of who you are is perhaps yourself (laughs) okay i feel like that's what's blocking me too good there's something in there that's just blocking me because i've felt this way for gosh, maybe 20 years. (laughs) Right. Like, I feel like I'm so close. And then, uh, well, so you're going to do some mirror work and you're not going to stop until things start to change. Okay. You know, so you do it either every day or three times a week and it'll, your being will start to shift and change and align to the language that you're feeding it. And sure, past lives can have a part of it. I mean, you know, mysticism has been on the planet for a long time, but it hasn't necessarily been popular. Or, it's, or we've abused power in it, just like in medieval times we abused power even in religion. Um, of course, we still do a little bit of that today, too. But at any rate, yeah, do some mirror work. Your husband, he just needs to get a little bit happier. I just feel like his life, and I don't mean family life, he adores his family, but it's he, he's not fulfilled. So that means maybe he doesn't like his job, or he's, he doesn't have a lot of close friends, perhaps, or he's not getting out to see them. But he needs more entertainment, he needs something to spice up his life. Right. He just he just started doing insurance, and he's just he's trying to find his way, and it's his second career, you know. But he doesn't even like it. No, he doesn't. Not no. so, so much. So, <laughs> and, you know, and I feel sorry for men because they feel that they need to be the brunt of the breadwinners. You know, younger men are different about that. They tend to go, oh, you know, women are just as responsible for everything as, as men are, you know, so they, they give himself a little bit more freedom. But men, so, so many men just feel this incredible responsibility and they need to recognize that their happiness is just as important as how much bacon they bring home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. you know, I would have a chat with him about that again. Like, honey, you can have a third career. You can have a fourth. You know, I feel like that in my head, I feel like that once he gets rolling with this, because he's just at the new beginning stages, and his life has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. He's actually working really, really hard, and he's just tired, you know. I think he's going to really, really like it once he gets into it. Well, but again, I don't know if I should trust that. <laughs> well, well, no, I want you to trust it, because until you feel opposite, that's the whole thing, oh, the whole idea about intuition. Think about you know, roller skating. You you feel comfortable if you move your wheels a certain way and you're not even sure if you're going to like it or not if you move your wheels or move your posture a certain way. So you have to try it out. It's a practice. So if that's how you're feeling right now, I want you to stay with that feeling and see what happens and, and pay attention to your intuition along the way. Okay. You don't want to ignore what you think you're feeling. It's very possible that your husband doesn't know what he wants. Yeah. And he doesn't know what makes him happy. And that's why I see that I don't think he's that happy. Yeah. Right, so, right. But you're, you're right. When he gets comfortable and he makes some friends, he's probably going to feel better. Yeah. 
right? Absolutely. So I think that's what you're picking up on, but I don't think he knows what really makes him happy. Yeah, I, yeah, I hit the nail right on the head. So So do some mirror work and tell me all about it. I can't wait. Great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. (laughs) Thank you. You too. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And so on Thursday, we're going to have Dana Quaid on the air. In fact, she's going to be in-house, which is always nice to have someone come sit in a chair right next to me. I get to look in their eyes. We get to read each other's facial expressions, all of those things. She's the author of Doing the Thing, How Finding Your Shine Will Brighten Our World. It's a lovely book, positive. I bet we have very similar belief systems. And we're friends on Facebook, which is just wonderful. So we're looking forward to being together in a couple of days, talking about how to let your light shine. And I want to thank everyone for calling in today how much fun was that and don't you know remember i should say remember to shift your energy if there's something in your life that you feel like you can't get a handle it on you're not very good at it you have low confidence pretend that you're in an area of your life where you do have confidence while you're doing the thing that makes you feel unconfident and uncomfortable thank you very much have a wonderful day joyful blessings i'll talk to you on thursday (laughs) bye-bye 